Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. And action! Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to our first Creators Club workshop, the first of five this week. If you're tuning in live or you're tuning in via the recordings throughout the month of November, uh, hello. Today's topic is, uh, it's an interesting one because it is about community and memberships and discovering is doing a community or building a membership the right choice for you, for your business. Um, And I kind of, after this weekend, I had a lot of uh, deep beautiful conversations about villaging with my wife, uh, Celeste. And so I've kind of like scrapped the original plan that I had for today's workshop. And I'm, I'm going to more go with something that's less planned, but more authentic and from the heart than the the workshop. It's still going to be a workshop. You're still going to uh, see some different business models that we've done in the last, um, I guess four years, Magic Media, we've built somewhere between 12 and 15 uh, community spaces, memberships inside of Mighty Networks, some paid, some unpaid. Um, we've, but more, more important, uh, I left social media, which I'm going to get into uh, about six years ago. And as a result of leaving social media, um, I got to discover what building village felt like because there's this illusion of connection and there's an illusion of village when we're connecting with our friends and our family on social media, but that is just an illusion. Um, And I just want to take a moment right now at the beginning of the presentation, because this is about community. And I want to just like, let's all just take a few breaths together and take a moment to reflect on what does the word community mean to you? Because I think Facebook groups have kind of jaded our perception on what a community is. And so let's like go back to the roots of the word community and let's hold that in our heart while we envision your future and the future of your business, the future of your potential community. And let's just imagine what that could be by going to the roots. So let's just take three breaths and sit with that word communion, community unity, commune, if you're into that hippie stuff. So what comes up for you when you feel into that word, when you imagine yourself creating a community in your life's work, being surrounded, being the the conversational topic of that community and the focused intent of the collective that joins that space. Because that's what it is. We're We're creating a gathering space. Whether it's online or in person, that's what community does, is we gather together for a shared purpose, a shared intention, 
whether it's to raise our children, whether it's to grow food, whether it's to trade of goods and services, whether it's to facilitate education for the kids, all these pieces are, this is community in action. And if we look at the ways communities function nowadays, uh, we can see that there's a lot of flaws in the system. And as independent creators, which I'm sure most of us are, this is an opportunity that we get to uh, take that back and recreate community in the ways that we envision it, the ways that we want it. Uh, and so there's a lot of good reasons to form a community, which I will get into. Um, but before we get into that, I did a presentation about a year ago called Life and Business Without Social Media. Uh, for those of you who have seen it, I'm going to do the accelerated version of this workshop and it's gonna take about 10 minutes to go through. And I feel like sharing this story of why I left social media and how I've gone on to build Magic Media to grow our revenue year after year without social media, it feels like an important story to tell before we get into all the different ways that you can build community spaces online and facilitate transformation through community experiences. So uh, I'm gonna share my screen in a moment and just run you through this presentation quickly. It's gonna be rapid fire. So get out your pen, get out your paper. Uh, this is gonna be fast and furious and just take some notes at any points that stand out for you. This guy over here, and I was watching this epic sunset. And as I was watching the sunset, my brain was experiencing the present moment in the form of a future post. I was writing the post in my mind, which took me out of the present moment. And that was the moment that I realized my brain had been hacked and I needed to get off social media because I didn't want to raise my son in that environment. So that was why I wanted to get out. For you, it might be a different reason. If you do want to get off social media, if you want to use it less or be more strategic, why do you wish to escape social media? So. Here's my reasons. Rather than connect us, it divides us. Rather than being inspired, we feel anxious. Rather than building friendships, we get followers. Rather than creating more connection, we have more loneliness in the world than ever before. Rather than feeling safe to share our thoughts, we censor them or they're censored for us. And rather than being free, we become addicted to our devices. So these were some of the big reasons as to why I felt like it was a toxic environment for me to spend my energy. So. I believe the world doesn't need more social media. What it needs is more social connection, more people partying in real life, getting together, connecting with real humans, and to not have somebody else controlling what other people are seeing, what you're allowed to show. We need to have real conversations with real people and not have others control that. So uh, this is a little mathematical formula to see if you're wasting your time on social media. How much time do you spend per week? This includes mindless scrolling. It includes YouTube videos that you're watching. It includes posting and preparing to write posts, make posts, do memes, all the things that you might be doing on social media. How much time? And then ask yourself, how much money do you make on a weekly or monthly basis through those social media efforts? Whether it's by getting one-on-one -on -one coaching, people buying your products, your services, et cetera. How much money? And then the other question is, how much fulfillment do you experience? Does it fill your cup to be doing this? So we're going to come back to this formula later on and uh, sit with it for now. So what would you do? Let's just say you spend 10 extra, you spend 10 hours a week 
doing social media, posting, connecting with people, etc. If you didn't do that, what could you do with that 10 hours? Because for me, my work days went from nine hours plus to six, six and a half hour work days because I'm not doing the social media thing that takes up so much brain width. So what would you do with that time? Why I left, um, it was just really clear that it was, it was an unhealthy relationship. And I saw over the years how the algorithm and the way that it works, you just had to constantly pay money if you wanted the people who wanted to hear from you to actually hear from you. And that didn't feel good to me. And I, as I said, I was, I was thinking in social. I had a lot of fears come up, uh, fears about would this destroy my business? Uh, could I make it? Would I lose connection with my friends? Um, and so many other things, which is why most people don't leave. I was actually just, I've heard this conversation many times, but uh, people wishing they could leave because they believe that Facebook and Instagram and all these big tech platforms are evil but they don't because, well, my friends are there. And it's like, well, you just called the thing evil and yet you're still willing to engage with the evil thing. And there are alternatives. So what leaving was like, uh, truth be told, it felt like I was erased. Uh, I said goodbye to my friends. I collected phone numbers and emails from the people that mattered. And then I took the leap. I deleted my accounts and silence. I didn't get phone calls. People didn't check in with me like, hey, dude, how's it going? Oh, do you want to hang out? Nothing. It was like radio silence. And that was at the time of having my baby. Um, we were about two and a half years on a new island. So still trying to build community. And so what this did for me is it put me in a position where I had to be the village maker. I had to be the one to go out into the world and make connections because nobody was going to come to me to do it. And that was challenging and at the same time, so rewarding. In the last six years, I started a man venture club on my island here. We actually built an online community space in Mighty Networks where we host our weekly events. So every Tuesday we get together, group of guys, mostly dads, amazing. And uh, whatever guys show up on Tuesday night, decide what the adventure is the following week. And we have done so many things pirate treasure hunts with foam swords. We do um, sports nights. We Magic Kids, my, uh, my kids publishing company came out of Man Ventures. One night we got together and 12 grown men wrote children's stories and then read them to each other. And the story I wrote that night was the first one I wanted to publish. And that's what inspired me to start Magic Kids. Um, we, we've done a lot. We do. It's always different. You can't do the same thing two weeks in a row. We've been going for four and a half years now. I also started a dad venture group and my wife and I are starting uh, village village Sundays where we're inviting the greater community of our island to come together for potlucks and exchanging goods and services without the need for money. So exchanging preserved goods, vegetables, fruits, whatever you got, medicines, herbs, spices, come exchange. We're going to make stone soup together and get to know the people that live in this communal village that we have here. Um, what this has taught me leaving social media is that those relationships are not real. Those are, if, if there was a natural disaster, which we had four years ago on my island, we had a big windstorm between winter solstice and New Year's Eve, our power was out for 10 days. And what happened on the island is strangers who had power opened their doors, they shared their turkey dinners, they let people have showers in their homes. It brought people together. To me, that was 
eye-opening. That was real community. If you have an online community, which can be beneficial for your business and for your life's work, those people are not going to come bring you soup if your power goes out for 10 days. It's very unlikely unless it's a locally based online community. So I just wanted to share that. I had a mantra when I was um, leaving social media, which I'll get to in a moment because it's really important and I think it's a lost art. So in six years, what's changed? I have more time for me. My work days are typically six hours. I have a lot more adventure time. Uh, Magic Media every single year has increased our revenue. This year we're going up again. I play golf six days a week, working on my fitness. I spend a lot of time with my family. I basically become a superhero, all because I took my brain back. So I have one word for you, business without social media. How do you succeed? How do you do what I did? One word, relationships, getting back to the root of what makes us human, working together, connecting with other people, getting beyond the surface connections and really seeing who you can collaborate with and how you can create win-win relationships. And so here's a bunch of ways in which I've practiced this uh, to generate revenue for my business without social media. Number one, collaborative. So as you see these characters, we're better together. I love working with you both. Let's make something great together. The entire nature of Magic Kids. So Magic Kids, we're doing really incredible audio stories illustrated books, imagination meditations, and sing-along music for kids. Obviously, I can't create all of that. I, I write kids' stories. But what we've done is we've built a fair trade publishing model. 50% of our revenue goes to all of the artists that are contributing to all the art. We're building an app which goes live in the new year. And the essentially, through the app subscriptions and book sales, the money is pooled, 50% goes to our authors, our illustrators, our voice artists that play all the characters and the stories, our musicians that score the music and sound effects, as well as write the sing-along music that we're going to be uh, offering, the producers, and the imagination meditation folks that are going to be guiding those incredible meditations for your kids to learn about their body, minds, and nervous systems. So that the nature of that business is completely collaborative. I'm building this thing so that we can bring in artists, so that artists can get paid well, so that we can all get paid well to inspire kids. So the whole way that I've built Magic Media is through collaborations. I have ideas, I have visions, and I've enrolled people into my visions to help me see those dreams come true. And that's been the nature of how I've gotten to where I have in 18 years of being an entrepreneur with very little money to have as a budget. Number two, you've all heard of affiliate marketing probably. Affiliate marketing, people promote your stuff and they get a commission. Instead of giving Mark Zuckerberg your 20, 30% marketing budget, why not distribute that to people who are aligned? There's online blogs, online journals. There's people who have hubs, podcast hosts, people that facilitate transformation online and do courses. They can promote what you have if you partner with them and they can just earn a percentage of that revenue. Super simple. There's many pieces of tech that help with that. We use Thrive Carts a lot for our uh, shopping cart systems. Next one, this is a big one that barely anybody talks about in the industry, licensing. So between 2009, 2012, I led 
500 plus meditation workshops and retreats around the world. Ironically, I got burnt out from teaching too much meditation. And I said, I'm going to put all of this online. I spent a year and a half producing a world-class meditation library. We have 48 tracks. Now there's even more because of all the kids stuff we've been doing. And, um, and each is custom has custom composed music. Uh, I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars in ongoing revenue by licensing these meditations to apps all over. There's, there's about eight to 10 apps that I receive monthly, quarterly, annually, or they outright purchase my meditations. Um, if you're producing audio, specifically meditations, hypnosis, etc., there is a massive industry for licensing your audio. Just make sure it's top-notch quality You're using good mics and it's, it's edited well, because you can, you can generate a lot of money from licensing your content. And the wonderful thing about licensing is those platforms are pouring all the money into their marketing. They're building the audience. You don't have to, you just get to be the content creator and get paid residually for that. Next up is guest appearances. So we're doing a podcast workshop in two days from now, Wednesday, where you're going to be getting a script. You're going to be doing some research on podcasts you could apply for. And we're going to spend a whole bunch of that session actually reaching out. My goal is that we collectively apply for hundreds of podcast interviews. Podcasting is a great way to build your audience and to make connections and do collaborations because you can have incredible conversations where people get to find out about you. Being a guest teacher and workshop. So you could literally do a virtual tour, create a flagship workshop, reach out to 50 different people that are in aligned with your industry and your message and pitch them on doing a free workshop to their audience for 90 minutes on a specific topic that provides a specific result. And then you can have those people invite them into your community or whatever product you have to sell. Being a guest blogger, a guest uh, YouTube person, there's lots of ways to do guest appearances. It's a wonderful way to leverage relationships and, and get your word out to more people without having to do social media. Next is profit sharing. So Magic Media, four years ago, we switched our uh, business model from having clients to only doing uh, revenue share business partnerships. So typically it'll be a down payment that we take to basically get the project started. And then we earn 30% on launching and then 20% ongoing revenue for uh, three years. And we become business partners with these people. The relationships are fabulous. It's deeper. It's better. We're on a long-term journey together instead of just like a quick build it, launch it, and we're done. And it's been, uh, it's been game-changing for our business because uh, when everybody's invested in the best outcome, I pay my, my core team. They get a percentage of the success from these launches as well. So we're all in it together. And to me, that feels uh, like a win for everybody. And that's where business has gotten away from for the most part in the world. It's like everybody's out to make the most for themselves while paying the least to others. And if we can flip the script, and make it so that we are collectively searching for that everybody wins scenario, great things can happen. There's one more way, which I didn't put into the slides here, and that's sponsorships. So Magic Kids, we're uh, in conversations for a whole bunch of big time sponsorships, which will grow our audience, pay us a bunch of money to keep producing more content for kids, and leverage these incredible companies that are fully values aligned, but have the resources and not necessarily the creative abilities to build what we've built. And then we can all come together. If you're creating stuff that's awesome, 
which I hope you are. And if you're not yet, you should join the Creators Club so you can learn to create awesome things. Then you have something that a lot of companies that are scrambling to build online courses, memberships, et cetera. You have talent and you can come in. This goes back to the licensing and partnership model. You can come in, share your gifts with that company and, and bring your course and license your course or partner with that company and that organization where they get to use your course because chances are if you've done something that is awesome, it's going to be better than what they're trying to produce in-house because they're not content creators. They're probably more of a, a company in a lot of cases. So I just want to share that, that there's massive opportunities for collaborations that you may not be thinking about because you might be spending too much time in the, in the matrix of social media being distracted. So social media can work. Magic Kids is going to try social media. Um, we're working with Harmon Brothers. I don't know if you've heard of the, uh, the Squatty Potty commercial with the unicorn that poops rainbows. That's, that's our marketing company that we're working with. Um, so we're going to give it a go, but not at the expense of letting go of partnerships as our primary marketing strategy for Magic Kids. So you need a strategy. You need a publishing schedule that's consistent. So you're consistent. So the algorithm recognizes you're consistent. You need discipline so that you don't find yourself mindlessly scrolling all the time and wasting your time. And ideally, you need a team so that you're not the one that always has to log on to social media. This one is just a bonus. So we use Mighty Networks. Mighty Networks is great because you can build an online community. Um, if you want to get off social media and build your own thing, Mighty Networks is awesome. You can monetize, you can do courses, you can do groups, you can have people all over the world, or you can make it locally. And there's many different ways in which you can monetize and use Mighty Networks as a forum, a blog, a community gathering space. So I use it for my local man ventures club, but I also use it. Uh, we use it for the creators club and most of the partners that we work with, uh, use Mighty Networks as well, because it's as far as I'm concerned, unless anybody can argue with me, it's the best all-in-one SaaS platform that there is for building communities, for doing courses, for live streaming, workshops, events, etc. So the magic formula we're coming back to from earlier, um, do some math, money from social media divided by hours on social media. How much money are you making per hour? So how much do you make from social media? Let's just say you make $500 a month and you divide that by the hours you're spending on social media. Let's just say you're, you're doing uh, 10 hours a week on social media. That's 40 hours and you're making 500 a month. I'm getting a calculator here. That's $12 and 50 cents an hour. Uh, if that's what you're making, if you're spending 40 hours a month on social media, which I don't know if you are, um, and you're only making $500 a month from conversions to sales, uh, and you're making $12.50 an hour, you're wasting your time. You should really just take a step back, devote that 10 hours a week to building real relationships and coming up with a better marketing strategy. And unless you're making at least $100 an hour for every hour spent on social media, I, I think you need to rethink your marketing strategy. So I would say, give yourself a gift, reevaluate marketing strategy, decide if it works for you and your business, you, your lifestyle, your happiness, your joy spark. Does it fuel you to be more creative and do more of the transformational work that you're here to do? Or does it kind of suck that away from your time and your energy and spend an entire day 
making a new plan. I got a whiteboard wall over here. I love using a whiteboard for building a plan so that I'm off my computer and I'm just reimagining what is possible. I encourage you to do it. And then leave social media if you must. Yes, it's kind of like being erased. So make sure you collect all the names and phone numbers and emails of the people that matter the most. And then you have to stay in touch with them the old fashioned way by picking up the phone and calling, which is a wonderful thing to do. And I'd highly recommend it. And if you haven't called your friends for a while or your family members, I'd recommend doing that too. They'll probably be happy to hear from you. And then the last one, which I think is the most important, protect your time, protect your consciousness. It's the most valuable thing you have. So protect it and do the things that matter most so that at the end of your life, you don't look back when your life flashes before your eyes and only see that stupid scrolling wall. Okay. Uh, if you want help with your marketing strategy, join the Creators Club. That's what these events are all about here at uh, this week is to invite you to apply to the Creators Club. It's application only. Go to magicmedia.com slash creators club to learn more and apply. And don't worry, this is not the end of the workshop. This is only the quarter mark. So let's keep going. I'm going to stop the screen share. So... That was longer than 10 minutes, but it felt important to share. You don't have to be on social media to succeed. How do we leverage relationships? That's the question. And what place does having an online community have in our lives and in our businesses? And maybe social media does serve you. And I'm not saying that it doesn't, it's a one size fits all because it's definitely not. Building a business is complex. Being a human is complex. This time on planet earth, is crazy complex. So every single one of us needs to find our own internal compass and do what we believe is the right move for us, our family, our business, and the people we're here to serve. That's the most important thing is that you're tuning into your own compass. Don't listen to me, listen to yourself. But if there's words that resonate with me, then ask questions and take steps forward. And speaking of questions, we are going to go to a Q&A uh, once I'm done all of my ranting here. So just be prepared for that. Save your questions. You could write them into the chat and we can uh, come back to them if anything pops up in your mind while we go. So why a membership or private community? What are some of the benefits? Uh, number one, and this became very uh, obvious and clear when I launched my first community years ago. Um, and that's, it's a focused container. So just picture this after I drink this coffee which clearly I need more of because I'm only talking at box speed right now. So <laughs> number, it's a focus container. So when you're on Facebook, let's just say you have a paid subscription and it's inside a Facebook group. Well, let's just say you're trying to facilitate a transformation on Facebook. People are gonna be in your group and they're gonna be participating in all these wonderful conversations and going through your content that's inside that space. But then, a second later, they're watching a cat video. And then a minute after that, they're in a fight with a troll. And then a minute after that, they're triggered because they saw something offensive to them. And then they're back to over to your stuff and they're, they're in conversation and then they're back to distract. And then they're scrolling the wall for another two hours and they forget everything that they just did inside your group. So when you have your own community space, it's a focused container. Everybody's there for the same reason. Everybody has the same intention for going on the same journey as you. It's a container. It's a safe container where people can come in 
they can do the work, they can support one another, and, and everybody is just, they're all on the same page. Whereas Facebook, you get a little bit of everything and sometimes a lot of everything. So number two, and it goes along with the focus container, what happens when you have a safe space for people to open up and share? Intimacy and connection. And that's not just with you and your members, because it, when you have a community space, it's more like a circle instead of a pyramid where you're at the top and they're all down here listening to what you say. It's more communal, it's circular. So when you have intimacy and connection, when you come on a Zoom call like this, people feel safe to open up and to share. People feel safe to share their vulnerabilities inside the community space of what's really going on in their life, or if it's business coaching, what's really going on inside of their business. And so intimacy and connection leads to transformation. When we try and hold it all together and we don't open up our, our hearts and we don't open up what's really going on, it's really hard to break through and transform for ourselves and to facilitate that for others. And when you have a focused, private, safe space, you allow for that possibility to exist. So another is it consolidates everything into one place. Instead of you having 10 different platforms, you've got a podcast, YouTube, a blog, you've got your website, you've got workshop pages. You know, you go onto your website, it's like, here's all my workshops I teach. It's a drop-down menu that's like 12 long. Instead of that scenario, you have one thing, you have one offering, come into my community. Here's a one, two or three different levels that you can engage inside of my membership, inside of my community space that I've curated and crafted just for you. And this is what we did for one of our partners, which we're gonna get into, uh, the Radiant Sutra School of Meditation. So Lauren Roche and Camille Maureen, the two of them have been facilitating meditation for more than 50 years each. So hundred years plus combined. Uh, they have over a dozen books and they came to Magic Media because they had six websites. They were doing 200 and 300 hour teacher trainings. Lauren had over a thousand articles that are just sitting there archived, like collecting dust on a shelf. He had YouTube. They had started a couple podcasts. Nothing ever kept going. And so when we came in, we brought everything together and all of a sudden they now have it's just a school. Instead of like, here's all the things you can do. It's like, no, here's the school. And here's different ways that you can engage inside the scope of the school. Once you're in the school, you can be a practitioner and you can just practice and come to live meditations and take advantage of the growing library of meditations. Or you can go through teacher training number one, teacher training number two. You can start to contribute to the community by teaching classes inside the community. So there's all these different ways. And we just help them to like, bring it together so that instead of having all these places everywhere, which are hard to find and hard to sell, it's now just one thing. And that's a beautiful thing. Next is recurring revenue. I mean, I remember when uh, I started building my first online offerings, I think it was like subscription model. I think it was my selling my, my audio meditations from live classes that I was doing. And it was just like passive income was the word of the day. And yes, I've earned lots of passive income now over the last eight years since releasing my uh, meditations via licensing. But if you're, building, um, if you're building an online community, there's a difference between passive income 
and recurring revenue. Passive income means you create it and you collect forever, hopefully. And that's what's been for my meditations. I, I don't facilitate, I don't teach anymore. My meditations are out there and they're doing their thing and it seems to keep growing. Whereas recurring revenue is people are committing to a subscription. They might be paying 25 a month. They might pay a hundred dollars a month. And let's just say you get a hundred members that are paying that hundred dollars a month. And that's $10,000 of recurring revenue. Doesn't mean you don't do anything. You have to show up and serve these people. You have to teach workshops. You have to do coaching. You have to spark conversations. You have to connect them to each other. You have to find ways to keep serving those people, which does require time, but it might not be a full-time job. And so Recurring revenue is wonderful because once you get a certain number of members, you can start to budget accordingly. You know how many people you need to hire, what needs to happen and how you can grow. So recurring revenue is great. We want that. The other piece, uh, launch burnout is a real thing. I've launched so many things over the years. I've gotten pretty good at launching things. It's an art and it's a science. Uh, there's a very specific launch process that we do every time we launch. Um, but when you have uh, an online school or an online community, it's a membership or a subscription, you can turn that on evergreen. And that means every single thing that you put out on the internet, your YouTube videos, your podcast, your uh, blog articles, workshops you're teaching, all of those things are just funneling people into your membership or subscription, and it can be on evergreen, meaning people can join anytime. You're not in this constant launch cycle. Maybe you do an annual launch with a special deal or something like that to put a whole bunch of energy in to get the next stage of your community built, but it's not mandatory like when you're teaching a workshop and you have to do the huge push. So that's a wonderful thing is getting out of the launch cycle. Um, the other thing that I've loved from having my communities over the years is like having a newsletter is great. People get to hear your voice. They get to understand your thoughts and your ideas. Same as a podcast, same as doing YouTube videos. I, I do and have done all those things. But when you have a community space, there's a different level of connection that you create with your audience. All of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm in these people's lives. And they're in my life. And like we have, there's a different thing that's happening here where it's like, I care about them. I want to see them win. And that is like a, a different level of satisfaction when you see people getting the results that you intended through the programs or the offerings that you do have. And then the last, uh, last reason that I came up with anyways was it's an opportunity to start moving yourself away from social media because you get to own your own space, you, whatever you, you get to make the rules inside of there. Facebook's algorithm is not the thing that's controlling who sees what you post. If people are inside your community space and they want to see what you're posting, then a hundred percent of what you post goes into their newsfeed, gives them a notification on their phone or their computer. And that means you're creating more connection and consistency with your audience than the sporadicness of Facebook or, or even YouTube or Instagram or whatever. So um, having an online community is definitely not easy. Building it, there's technical work that takes place. Uh, we have on my YouTube channel uh, for Magic Media, we have a whole course called Going Mighty, 
which uh, shows you step-by-step -step how to build your Mighty Network as well as how to think through it. So it's free to, to do. It's also inside of the Creators Club. Um, but there's, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, we've, with all the ones that we've, we've built, here's some of the hard things about building. Cause I don't want you to be like, yay, I'm gung ho. I'm going to do it. I just want to give you the reality too. Um, marketing, you have to be engaged with the world. You can't just go create your community. And then just like, if you build it, they will come field of dreams. The movie was a lie. If you build it, you then have to market it and then they will come. So you have to find creative ways to market it, which goes back to what I shared in that little slide presentation of all the different ways that you can create and leverage relationships. But, you know, you need to you need to be doing YouTube or podcasting or touring on other people's virtual stages or going to network events or something. You have to be teaching regularly to get the word out. And your greatest asset, if you're off social media, is going to be your email list. You have to cherish the people on your email list. You have to be communicating with them regularly because those are the highest likely point people that are going to convert to joining you in a community space or buying something that you're offering. So don't be one of those people that grows your email list and then just lets it go and doesn't talk to people for six months. Don't do that. You need to be in constant communication because it's a relationship. Imagine you were married to somebody and you didn't talk to your partner for six months. You lived in the same house, but you didn't talk to each other. How good your relationship going to be? Probably not very good. Well, the same goes with the relationship with the people in your newsletter. They need to be hearing from you. You need to be feeding them gold so that they want to continue on this journey with you because people's inboxes are overwhelmed and they're only going to open the things that they, they resonate with that they're getting fed from. So uh, next, the second hardest part, um, which we have things that we do, is onboarding. So you're literally trying to help people get their brains back by pulling them away from social media and bringing them into your safe space. So you're onboarding. The first 30 days of bringing people into your space, you're retraining them to come here to your space for what they're actually looking for in life instead of going to social media to mindlessly wander away. So the onboarding is really key. Those first 30 days, you need to have a really solid onboarding experience, which can be automated, but also in incorporating live sessions that people are getting to connect with you. They're being fed and it's like, oh, wow, I'm be I belong to something. It's not just like a random bunch of people in Facebook. I belong to this thing. So you need to create that sense of belonging. And then the long-term engagement. So you need to keep people coming back. And, and that's, that's a tricky thing because, you know, life ebbs and flows. I've seen it for years. People get distracted. Life happens. People go through hard experiences, hard times. They get sick. Family members die. So how can you be like a beacon of light in people's life that keeps them coming back to what it is that you're doing, your mission, the mission that you have collectively in the space that you're facilitating in. And the next is uh, you can't just have an online community. It's a formal, like people need live connection. They need to be able to like have a real voice, have a real face, have connections with other people, just like what's happening here. So it's really important that you incorporate live experiences inside of here. And unfortunately, a lot of the time that's on Zoom, if you can have location-based stuff. 
uh, pre-COVID, we were doing get shit done retreats, seven day retreats where entrepreneurs would come to Salt Spring Island where I live. And we would have seven days of working on dream projects together. And it would just be long, wonderful days with catered food. That's awesome. We're going to get back into that. So having, having live experiences where people are, are fostering and building those relationships in a deeper way. Um, we've learned a lot of lessons in building all the communities. Um, and I would say some of the, the most important are, it's all just an experiment really like we've done i've experimented so much i've probably tried 20 different pricing models in the last seven years um we've tried all sorts of different challenges we've tried um shifting business models shifting all the things and you know it, you have to be a scientist and so typically when we introduce something new to our community it's just a three-month experiment it's like let's just see how this works and let's just watch how people engage with this new feature that we're going to introduce. And then at the end of that, let's just put it out to them. Like, was this valuable or should we do something that's better than this? And what do you want? You know, asking your community what they want is a really wonderful thing. Um, and next it's a relationship. So ask questions, listen to members, go live with them. Um, and I think this is an important one for people to hear. Don't be afraid to charge money. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of uh, mental and emotional uh, and time energy to foster a community where people feel connected, where they feel valued and heard and where they're receiving value. So charge money for that. Uh, we, we've shifted our model with the Creators Club before it was the Magic Media membership, before I, I brought Neil, Claudia and Shayla inside as, as coaches. Um, and we, I did, uh, we did 35 a month was our original pricing. Um, we tried a freemium mo model for six months, uh, where everything was free except for our mastermind sessions. But then it became very clear that people needed the masterminds more than they needed anything like courses and everything. And so that didn't work. And then we shifted it to a hundred dollars a month, but even that, um, didn't feel like it's, valued what people were coming for like we're this is a if you're looking at a university degree it takes four years to get that education if you're trying to build a business that is successful that's not just like a six figures in six weeks sort of thing you reach six figures in six weeks because you've been doing the work for 10 20 years the, the what we're here to do is to coach and help you to make the hard decisions and to help you create the quality of work that's going to stand out in the sea of sameness that is on the internet right now. There's a lot of noise to compete with. And the only way you stand it out is by being unique and really listening to that internal compass of who you're here to be in your life right now and what work is seeking to come through you. And that can sometimes mean rearranging your entire lifestyle to accommodate for that. It can mean hiring people. It can mean needing to build your business plan. It might be helping you to refine your brand so it really speaks of the essence that you're trying to come through. And all of these things require guidance. I mean, I wouldn't be where I was right now if it wasn't for the brilliant people that I've worked with over the years who have helped me take those next steps. I didn't do everything that I've done on my own. It has been, you know, different people and some of the same people for years and years of like, climbing this mountain range with. Uh, and that's, that's one of the things that we provide inside the Creators Club is you have four coaches, coaches that can help you do the inner work when you come up against blocks, 
when you come up against fear, coaches that can help you with the design work, the technical work, the media production side of things, the business planning and strategy, how to actually launch so you can make money. All these things we cover inside the space. So don't be afraid to charge money is the point I'm getting to. It's important that you are fed and nourished just as much as your members. Um, the, the challenges, um, so one of the things that we've seen work really well over the years is community challenges. So a 30-day challenge where everybody's focused on doing the same things. Um, those work wonders for creating a sense of engagement. So it's like, we're all gonna do this right for 30 day challenge, which is one one of the other communities I'm in is working on. Uh, or we're all gonna do a meditation practice for 15 minutes a day for 30 days. Those challenges create an, a collective energy where everybody's in the same boat together doing the same thing. And that creates more engagement inside the space. So if you're not doing challenges and you do have a community, and this could be something you experiment with on social media, if you're on social media and don't have your own private space yet, try it. You have to have an active marketing strategy. So if you don't have a marketing strategy, you're just kind of like hoping, um, hope marketing can get you a little ways, but a real marketing strategy is it's important. Uh, and I avoided it for years. And you know, now with Magic Kids, especially, I am so stoked about sales and marketing because it's something that I'm so excited to be sharing with the world. And so, you know, that's why we've invested in working with one of the best comedy ad writers in the world is because it's an important part of getting the life's work out into the lives of the people that need it and want it. Um, so those are, those are some of the, the challenges, the benefits of doing it. Uh, before we get to the Q&A, I just want to give you some examples of different models and some of the more recent communities that we have, uh, that we've been working on. Uh, so I'll just share my screen again. So this one here, this is the Radiant Sutra School of Meditation. So they have a free trial inside the scope of their community. That's Lauren and Camille. They're so cute and so sweet. Um, and they have hundreds of members now. So inside of their community, it's all about building your own practice. Even their teacher trainings are like, this is for you first. Uh, they do live events. They do live weekly, multi, I think three times a week, they have live meditation sessions. They have a meditation library. They've got a whole bunch of different courses that they offer. Um, all inside of inside the space, bunch of bonus courses. So their basic level, um, if you want to become, oh, didn't mean to click that, uh, is $29 a month or $2.99 a year. So it's a super reasonable price. But what they're trying to do is get people to fall in love with their meditation practice so their lives change. And so they're making their level one super affordable. And then from there, they are... Um, they're selling people into their, their 200 hour teacher training and then their 300 hour teacher training. And they'll get hundreds of people in each of their teacher trainings, which is their main for, source of revenue. This is kind of like a, um, this is a marketing piece to bring people into their work so that they get inspired enough and have their lives change enough to have their, to, to go through a teacher training. So this is their community um, where all the activity takes place. They've got lots of live events inside of here. So this is Mighty Networks for those of you that haven't seen this platform before. 
So all sorts of live events happening all the time, as you can see, like their calendars quite full with things that the members can do. Um, they have lots of courses inside their course library. So like this is their onboarding course. It's a 10 day instinctive meditation course with, uh, it's an audio course. Uh, if you're doing meditation as a thing that you do, audios are the greatest thing possible. I mean, anything transformational. When you're doing transformational work, produce wicked awesome audio because it takes a video takes people out of themselves and they're watching a screen whereas audio they can put on headphones they can close their eyes they can keep their eyes open they can be out in nature and they can go on an internal journey and come to their own conclusions um so yeah they have lots of stuff inside the community here that's available to uh to their members we produced uh, an audio library earlier this year for them which they keep adding to so there's tons of guided meditations for their members to enjoy um which just keeps being added to so that's them uh one of the other partnerships we launched last year was tad hargrave marketing for hippies you may know him he's a wonderful fellow he's been teaching marketing to kind-hearted humans for a long time he has a ton of content and tad was one of those guys he had 16 online courses he had quarterly live uh, four-week workshops he was doing. Um, he had, I think, gosh, 20 eBooks or something like that. And I, I pitched Tad. I'm like, let me make you a membership. I did it for like three years. He's like, no, no, no. And finally, he's like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. So right when COVID started, we did it. And it's been very successful. So he's $40 a month for his uh, lower plan and 100 a month for his bigger plan, which just gets a lot more live support. Um, his community is awesome. It is very alive, very engaged. He's doing a lot. Um, and as you see, so uh, inside of here, the big thing with his courses and ebooks. So if you're a pro member paying the hundred a month, you get access to every course and every ebook. And then if you're a lower membership, there's certain ones that you can see here that are premium that are not included. And you can just uh, I'm in the premium side right now, so you can't see it. But if you weren't a premium member, you would just see here, if it, I think it's $100, you'd just pay $100 and you could just pay right inside of your Mighty Network. Same goes for all these ones. There would just be a price tag there. So Tad has a ton of amazing content. And now instead of having, he was trying to showcase all these things on his website. And it was insane because there were so many drop-down menus and places to click and go, et cetera. And now he's got it consolidated. It's all right here. Then we have uh, Agents of Awakening. So Jennifer Huff, she's a longtime friend of mine. And she came to me last year because she has these $1,000, $8,000, and $30,000 programs that she, she takes people into. And she wanted something that was more intro into her work because her work is uh, quite magical and people need to experience it so she we built her a 55 and a 555 dollar uh, membership to give people an entry-level way to engage with her to experience her live so that they can go on the bigger journey of her her other big programs transformational programs that she leads uh one of the other ones that we just launched earlier this year the school of mythopoetics so Ian McKenzie, he, uh, he had a podcast that became pretty successful called um, The Mythic Masculine. And this body of work has kind of morphed from that. 
So he now has a team of six. Uh, it was three when we started working together. Uh, and this is exploring all of the, um, the storytellers in our world about that are merging myth in our modern time. And how do we integrate some of the, the mythological ways into our day-to-day -day life? And so they've got this whole beautiful community, which is also doing really well right now. Um, I think they have a somewhere between two and 300 members. Um, and the way that they are uh, growing it, they just did their first, um, they did their first weekend retreat last weekend called Into the Dark here. Um, it was two days last weekend. I think they had about 200 people pay to join this workshop. 80% were non-members. Um, and then all these different teachers came and facilitated workshops over the course of two days. And so now they, uh, they, those people are going to be invited into the community space. Uh, but they have a lot of beautiful work inside the community, lots of live events, men's circles, women's circles, and they have two different levels of membership. So there's, uh, oh no, they, they're now down to just one membership. So it's 91 a month. Um, and they get all these wonderful things included in that. Uh, and as you can see, here's their team and their team revenue shares uh, based on, on monthly money coming in. Uh, and then there's us, the Creators Club. So <clears throat> we're doing these fall workshops. We open, we open applications every six months or so. And, uh, and for us, we have, I've been producing, I mean, this course here, we spent nine months producing. It is kind of a masterpiece, I must say, same as this one. Um, really amazing courses. You get one-on-one coaching, you get uh, all of the classes. If there's content that we don't have that you need, we create it so that we can just keep you coached and trained and supported to grow your beautiful business. And for us, it's a, it's a commitment of a year. So we have our basic level, which is no one-on-one -on -one coaching. And that is uh, 2,500, 6,000. That includes one-on-one uh, -on -one with each of our coaches. And then 12,000, you get uh, four coaching sessions or three coaching sessions with each of the coaches inside of here. All the details are there. Applications are open till November 30th for any of you out there that are looking for this level of support, coaching, and uh, inspiration in your life and a community of people that are also making magic on the internet and can help hold you to accountability so that you actually do what you're trying to do in the world. And that folks is 58 minutes of me ranting and rifting on community and memberships. I hope there was some nuggets of inspiration that came through for you. And I would love to, uh, if there's any questions that come up in relation to you and your business, I'm happy to do some spontaneous coaching and bring you on. Uh, if there's anything related, like if I didn't cover anything, just let me know and let's have a conversation. So if you have a question, feel free to unmute yourself or type it into the chat. Or if you have a comment uh, about anything that really stood out for you, happy to, to share. We've been doing this, been doing this a long time. I never meant to be an internet guy. Bradley, that was awesome. Thank you for all of your wisdom and passion for this. But um, my question is more like, I guess a couple 
back to what the challenges are, you know, for somebody who let's say has grown their community has a bunch of on social media and has a bunch of groups. And, you know, is that part, I'm assuming that's part of your marketing um, campaign is to engage people and kind of bring them over to this new way. Have you, what are the challenges, I guess, resistance, any like things that you've encountered as people make the migration over? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely going to be resistance for sure. Um, that, that you can't really go without because uh, people are addicted to the drug of Facebook. So they, uh, they're pretty committed to staying in that. But what you're trying to create is a, is a container. And so the right people will come. Uh, well, one of our, our most successful launch that we did um, for one of our partners, um, she had about 9,000 YouTube followers. Uh, at the time of her launch, she had an email list of 2000 people. And I think she had a Facebook group of maybe five or 600 people. And she really didn't want to be on Facebook. She was just like grossed out by it. And so with our launch campaign, so the way that we do launches at Magic Media is we do a 35 day launch celebration, which we're kind of in right now. This one's actually an experiment. Usually we do one workshop a week for five weeks. Uh, to help promote the thing that we're doing during our pre-sales period for, for the Creators Club, because our dates got kind of messed up and we, we decided to postpone till November. We decided instead of dragging our launch all the way into December, we would just do five workshops in five days and then people can watch the recordings when they're done. So that was why we're, we're here right now doing this this week. Um, but in that, in the scope of her pre-sale 35 day thing, she had five live events that she was doing. And then um, while she was in her pre-sales mode, every email she sent, you've all been receiving our emails about the Creators Club launch, all the emails that she was sending also said, if you're in my Facebook group, we are closing it. It will be gone forever on X date. So I think it was 30 days after the launch window was over, she was shutting her group down. So she was very vocal in the group this is where we're going. Here's the reasons why we're leaving Facebook. We don't believe in it. This is a toxic environment. We can't do the deep work that we're wanting to do, etc. And so she made it very clear. I think her launch, I mean, she made over $400,000 in that launch. Her membership has grown to over 25K a month USD uh, consistently, very consistently for three and a half years now. And uh, she's just crushed it. And that's like Course in Miracles uh, is, is sort of the topic that she has. So it's a very niche audience, but her launch really crushed it. In her last day of the launch, I think it was $150,000 that was made. It was just, it was wonderful. Um, so with that, you know, you, you have to really decide if social media is for you. And if it is, then what is your group going to become? Because trust me, you don't want to run two groups. One of the partners that we have, they couldn't cut the ties with their group. So now they're managing two groups and people over in their Facebook group are like, well, why would I leave? Because we're getting all this beautiful value over here. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. You have to decide like, what is going to happen in your Facebook group if you're not going to fully let it go? And what are you doing over here? And why? Why should people make the leap over to your platform? You really have to make that clear as to why people should join you on your wild and crazy mission to leave Facebook and go start your own commune on the internet. 
Does that help? It's, I mean, it's most of us uh, for the last, what, 15 years-ish have been really enmeshed in Facebook world. And it's become a part of our life. It's become a part of how we communicate, connect, reach the world. I'm sure many of us have gained clients and business from those platforms. And I'm just saying there's, there's other ways to do it. And uh, you have to, I mean, gosh, book a coaching session with me before you take the leap. So you think through all the things really clearly because it is a scary leap. And you have to deal with that fear and you have to have a backup plan of what are you doing when you shut down those accounts and it's just blank. You literally, it's radio silence. It was such a trip. It was so weird. There were so many times where I typed in facebook.com and I was like, I just want to re restart my account right now just to see what's happening. I feel like I'm missing out on something. But what it did in the years after that is that built village, real village in my, in my real place of being. And that's a beautiful thing that's invaluable to me. Any other thoughts or questions? Any ideas you wanna bounce around? If you're, if you're planning to build a community, I mean, this is your moment, get some coaching. If you're planning to launch a membership. Hey, Bradley. Hey, Eric. How's it going? This is fun. Yeah, it is. It is very exciting. Um, I have actually, uh, I feel the way you feel about Facebook. And, I, um, and I've been able to stay away from that. It's been super healthy. And I kind of just, you know, like, it's there. I check it like once a week. Um, I have a group there, but I'm not active in that group. But I have found that going live on Instagram and TikTok has been working really well for me because what I get is people who stumble across me. It becomes a synchronicity kind of thing and it's happening in real time. So it's a little different than what this whole, like I'm a social person, here's my social thing. It's just literally me sitting with my cat in front of the fire, like, hey, let's talk. Yeah. Um, and while I do that, I've been sharing these, uh, the stuff that I'm working on and letting people know that I'm putting together uh, like a mastermind group to help me develop this. And so over the last few days, like I've gotten 75 people signed up for the email list for this new project just in five days. Um, so yeah, and they're all really excited about this because I've been telling them what I'm working on and saying, look, this is something I've been working on my whole life, but I'm actually turning it into a thing that I can do to share it with you. Would you help? Yeah. Um, so the plan is I want to send out some emails, uh, you know, like maybe every couple of weeks, get together with these people on Zoom, share with them what I'm doing and get their questions so that my program better it fills their needs right off the bat. Um, I guess the, the, the thing I'm kind of wondering about is if you have any ideas about the best way to kind of do this learning in public thing with them and moving forward, like any tips you would have 
for that, for like what these emails and Zooms should look like over the next, you know, couple months? Yeah, uh, I, I think the first two questions would be one, what do you want to get out of this at the end of, of, let's just say, 30 to 60 days? What do you hope to get out of, of these conversations? And two, what value do you hope they get out of these conversations? Um, I love that idea. Yeah, I, uh, the, the value I want to get is I want to create this course. So I yeah. want to take these, these basics that have been floating around in my head and this sort of half book that I've written and turn it into a course. So, I, and I want that course to best um, convey the, uh, the, the principles, skills and attitudes that, um, have, that will allow people to live a life that's closer to their dreams. Everything I've learned over 40 years. So I'm basically taking things out of my own head and heart and putting them into a course for the first time. Um, I want their feedback on that. Does this work? Does this make sense? I also want them to feel like they're a part of it because when it comes out, I want to do like we had talked about doing a, a, a like a 90 minute, you know, like launch type course. Um, I basically want this to be that. And then also the, the bigger course that, that people can can join after that. Um, so that's that's the that's my goal for this mastermind group. Also building excitement, you know, and involving people right from the get-go. I like this whole idea of learning in public. Yeah, I think it's, uh, and when you're building a community, that, that goes back to the intimacy piece. It's like you're being vulnerable of like, I don't have the answers. I have this, I have this puzzle that I'm putting together and I'm asking the community to help me finish this puzzle that I'm, yeah. that I'm putting together. I think that's a wonderful thing. Uh, and you know, your, your media that you create is, uh, it's so down to earth and wonderful. So I have no doubt, like, no, that's why your, your social following is as big as it is. And for you, I would not advise you to leave social media at this moment because it is, you're doing a great service there. Uh, and I don't think it, it consumes your consciousness like it does many people. So yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I love that. I think it's great that you're doing kind of an open forum. It's going to be an opportunity because I don't think you've like done a lot of like live conversational events with your audience. So it's going to be a great experiment also to see like, who are the people on the other side of the screen here that have been engaged in what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I do get, I do get a, uh, you know, people who join my lives frequently and they come back and they ask questions. And I'm looking forward to actually putting them in a Zoom more like this, where it's a two-way conversation and not just them typing and yeah. me talking, so. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool work that you're doing. Thanks, man. Yeah. Anybody else wanna share or jam on some ideas? It's 11-11 Pacific, make a wish. I just want to say I love Eric's input and just, um, you know, this conversation around intimacy and true connection and true conversation, which is actually, you know, I 
been in the marketing communication space for 15 years. And I started, people kind of put me into the social media guru box and I always resisted it because just happened to be what was happening at the time. It was riding this wave of momentum, but I told people from the beginning, I'm interested in community and connection and conversations about really interesting topics and and how social and how these tools can connect people and ideas. And um, and I saw the power of it and, you know, the, the disappointment of how all the negative aspects of it have uh, evolved really made me kind of go through this existential crisis, which is actually what attracted me to Bradley. <laughs> and in the past year, I've gotten a chance to really see that, you know, it's like with everything, right? Um, I think connection at the heart of it is emerging in different ways. So TikTok was something that I resisted so much. And then I realized, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. This is, this feels like the heyday. This feels like the wild west times where, you know, people were just finding a way to connect with each other in these sort of unfiltered ways. And, you know, COVID really like uh, launched that because people got, were starving for connection and starving for authenticity. And it started to feel like, you know, the Instagram, the fa- everything was so polished and so curated and so, you know, an image. And, um, and so this was like the antithesis to that. It was like people in their pajamas, petting their cat, you know, talking about real stuff and, and people are actually building communities and, and g- like growing, uh, their body of work through through these conversations. So anyway, I'm just excited that, yeah, there's we have to talk about this stuff. We have to call out the stuff that's not working. And when we, I think when we talk about it as a business leader or as a community leader, it's also different than like I'm posting pictures of my my cat for my friends, you know? Um, I think that the the thing that I'm interested in is when I talk to clients, they have a bunch of groups and things that started with a really good purpose and they're just sitting there. You know, Facebook is not the place where a lot of people's people are hanging out anymore. And if they are, they're not really leveraging those groups because it's overwhelming and they have to sift through all the Facebook stuff and you never know who's really seeing your stuff. And so to me, the people I'm talking with are like, look, I don't have a lot of time. (laughs) I just, I want to talk to my people. I want to have one place where I can post an event, go live and actually have people care and see it, you know? And that's ultimately what I think the, the gist of what I love is that Mighty Networks offers that for now. So, yeah. Yeah. I loved Mighty Networks the first time I ever saw it. I mean, Andy, my old business partner and I, we were working on building our own piece of uh, software to do all the things that we wanted inside of a piece because there was nothing that existed that would allow all the things we we felt were most important for facilitating transformation on the internet and then he was having doubts about about continuing on in the business because he wanted to pursue other projects and when we decided it was best for both of us that, that he moved on and did his thing we, uh, I was left with this plan, which I thought was really cool. And I sent that to Mighty Networks uh, to their CEO and she got back to me within a week. And then next thing I knew, I flew down and consulted with their team around building the course features out and it's like how the platform could, could benefit creators like us. Because at the time there was no course feature. Um, and it's, it's the closest thing that exists that I've seen that does all the things that I feel are most important because in for facilitating transformation, 
community is essential. People need accountability. They need to be held. Whereas a one-way course that's evergreen, that's not real holding of people. There's no accountability. You also need really high quality content. So the ability to have great audio or be able to go live with people, etc. Like those are those are essential pillars for for helping people to make changes in their lives. And Mighty allows for that. Uh, and they have some really cool new features coming out December 8th as well uh, called Spaces. So check that out if you haven't and you're thinking about Mighty Networks. But yeah, I was one of the conversations I had with, with Celeste that kind of spurred today's change in direction um, was just around how we're in this really wild time where there's more division than I've ever experienced in my life it's more than like the polarization is more than just like political um disagreements there's it's it feels like a like spiritual warfare that's happening inside of the the minds and lives of of people and instead of like what it's doing is it's pulling people apart pulling families apart friends apart whereas when shit hits the fan what we should be doing is this. We should be linking arms. I love that he went out on that note. <laughs> You're back. The end. Uh, yeah, I mean, we should be linking arms and standing strong together. And um, having spaces where people can talk about the real stuff is, it's an important part of the time we're in life. Um, because that's a part of the healing that we all need to go through. And it doesn't matter if it's in your business uh, or it's, it's in the transformational work that you do. Like people need a real space where they can, they can talk and open up and share and be facilitated in, in experiences by somebody such as yourselves who are an expert or are experienced in the work that you do. And you know, it doesn't matter what your work is, no matter how many people are out there facilitating in a similar way that you do, there is a set of people who are going to resonate deeply with the way you do it. And the trick is, is, is to get your megaphone and find the ways that you feel most creatively inspired to reach those people, to bring them into your space. And that's the trick is there's, there's people that are the right people for what you do. And this is what I discovered with my meditations was like, I have no control over who's going to love what I do and who's not going to love what I do. But the goal is to find the people that will love it because those are the ones that we're meant to, to be connected with. Those are the ones that we're meant to go on the journey with and all the others, they'll come and they'll go. They might come check in get their feet wet and be like, no, I'm going to go over here. And that's, that's a part of it. But the ones that are really ready for what you're here to do, they're, they're going to find you. And that's why you need to be out in the world, whether it is on social media, because like for you, Eric, social media is working great for you. It's working wonders. You have a big following on social media and you do beautiful work there and people can't. 
and I, it's that's totally fine but there's also many other ways there's the licensing model partnership model collaborations affiliate partnerships there's you know there's a lot of different ways that you can go about building building your life's work guest appearances is fantastic like last week I had 30 minutes before the end of my workday. I'm like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I've refreshed my email inbox like 16 times. I don't have to do any more emails. And I sent out, I think in about 30 minutes, because I have this little template that you're all going to get on Wednesday's workshop for podcast outreach. I sent eight to 10 podcast interviews for Magic Kids. And I already have three yeses. Like that was Thursday. By Friday, I had three people contact me and say, yeah, we'd love to have you on the show. This is epic. We'd love it. So, you know, getting on people's things is it's easy because they like having guests. And if you can, you know, make the connection between their show and what you do, it'll be great. But I got to stop talking about podcasts because I'm saving this for Wednesday. <laughs> that was just a sneak peek. And if you come to Wednesday's session, uh, it's going to be like very little uh, talking and mostly you doing the work, writing your template email doing the research on podcasts you want to get on and then spending hopefully an hour or so actually reaching out to those podcasts so that by the end of it everybody's there's just this like there's going to be a bubble of energy of people who are getting podcast interviews which is going to be cool uh before we part ways i have, ways. One, I have yeah. one quick question sorry i just want to say that the piece that you said about the emergent you know this is an emergent time like that things are emerging we're sort of shifting transforming um and i think people who are succeeding online are having conversations and that live feature i was curious if mighty networks because i know when i looked at it they um they had a limit on how much you could live stream within the platform. And so I'm curious if they're planning on increasing that. Is that part of the upgrades that they're doing? Because I think, I mean, I know that for the people who are have a big, um, you know, what's working on Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, is going live. And anyway, I just think that's a big one. That is a big one. Um, I haven't looked into the live streaming um, for a couple months because Zoom was working just fine for us, the way that we do Zoom inside the community space. So like there's a direct Zoom integration. So I'm not 100% sure, but that's definitely something we can look into. Going on. Um, actually, I do. I was just recently looking at that. Uh, their basic one includes five hours. And I think it goes up to 15 with the, the pro. But like you just said, the Zoom integration seems like a real easy way to go for bigger groups and more flexibility as well. Yeah. Thank you. Beautiful. Any final questions, thoughts? Hi there. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we do. Hi, Stacy. Hi, I'm sorry I can't be on video. I, I'm like in a dark room. We have a light out. <laughs> um, but I wanted to thank you so much for your just talking about being off of social media and how it's impacted your quality of life and your ability to be more present. I think that's something that a lot of coaches and service providers are looking for, not fake presence, yeah. um, but that real, real connection. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think the, the world needs more of that. A lot of people feeling, feeling the disconnect from being connected, which is very right. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's other ways. There's definitely, definitely other ways. And those other ways, if you take the leap require effort, you know, the village that we have created around my family and I in our lives have required, um, a lot of effort cultivation creating things for people to come to inviting folks for dinners doing uh events like just whatever we can to bring the village together where where foods goods ideas can be exchanged and and people can feel connection and love which is what we're all looking for sense of belonging and so yeah, yeah if you're building something online a, a community space like the word belonging is really important, creating a space where people feel like they, they belong. Yes, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for being here in the dark. <laughs> yep. And for, for those of you that haven't checked it out, the link in the chat there uh, for the Creators Club, if you want, read the page. It'll take you about probably eight to 10 minutes to read through the page to see what it actually is and whether or not it's for you. And if you have questions, uh, apply, because then you get a, a live interview with us to uh, just make sure you're fit to have your questions answered. You know, we only want people that feel like they're, this is the next step that they need to take with their work, their business to get to the next level, whether that's producing world-class media or learning how to launch what you've built or learning how to consolidate and build an online community or membership or how to leverage and license what you've already created over years. So uh, just make sure you read the whole page and then you hit the application button. Even doing the application is going to uh, help you to really go through a thought process about what you're trying to do with your business in this next chapter of it. So even just doing that is going to benefit your life and business because there's a lot of good questions in there. And that, my friends, is the end of today. I'm going to introduce uh, Claudia and Neil here. So Claudia and Neil are two of the other collaborators. Chela is uh, teaching a workshop on Thursday on emergent leadership. And she can't be here today or tomorrow because she's teaching other workshops. Um, and Claudia is uh, her company, the, the Inspired Brand. She does branding and messaging and helps you to essentially make your, your business brands uh, the essence of what it's meant to be and who you are and what you do in the world. And Neil is the creator. If you want to see the greatest guitar school on the internet, check out the pentatonicway.com. Neil has uh, produced an incredible guitar membership, uh, very, very creative, custom everything. And so Neil is our in-house media techie guy. He's a rock star. Uh, he does all the video production. He builds custom platforms. He does design work. He's been doing this for a long time as well. And Chela is a, a transformation facilitator. She does that for a living. She, a lot of uh, big name teachers that you probably know in the transformation space, she was their coach. Uh, and so she's, she's epic and she'll be our other coach inside the creators club as well. So you get all the support you need and me, uh, I've done a little bit of everything over the years. And I would say I'm kind of a strategy 
strategy ideas, mapping out the plan. Um, when I start a project, I can just see all the steps required to get to the finish line. And so when we work together, I can see your future and help you create it, basically. And that is that, my friends. Tomorrow, Claudia, what are we doing tomorrow? Oh, there we go. Uh, we are having the Inspired Brand AMA. So it's an Ask Me Anything about all things branding, website. So I also am a web designer, developer. Um, I have a team. So we are um, just going to be answering your questions. Anything that it has to do with that, communications, you know, how do you get your message clear, beautiful, concise, powerful, um, and today's very interesting time <laughs> on the planet. Um, and yeah, so we we really focus on working with coaches and thought leaders and people who have an interesting and unique body of work. And sometimes that can be challenging to try to language or communicate clearly. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about a little bit. So yeah. Beautiful. Can't wait. Yeah. That's tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific. All the events this week are 10 a.m. Pacific. So hope to see you all again. Gonna be a fun week. Lots of business in motion happening here. Thanks so much for being here. And for all of you in the future that are watching recording, we salute you. Thanks for tuning in and we hope to see you inside the club and at the next events. Have a beautiful day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Making Magic Podcast with your host, Bradley T. Morris from Magic Media. If you're inspired to leverage your life's work by crafting your transformational, educational, and inspirational media, thriving online community, profitable membership, or to turn your message into a movement, then head on over to magicmedia.com, that's M-A-J-I-K, media.com, and explore what our Creators Club or partnership opportunities have to offer you and your beautiful business.